This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 148. Today we have on Jessica Lundgren. Jessica Lundgren is a Christian life coach, and she tells us her story of how she changed her life and found her self-confidence when she found Jesus Christ. Listen to hear her story of hope and how she's working to help others find hope in their circumstances as well. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to some light-filled people and ideas who inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. We have Jessica Lundgren on today, and she is a life coach, and she specializes in relationships and self-worth coaching, and I'm just so happy you can come in and talk to us today. Jessica, won't you tell us hello and tell us a little bit about you and your family? Absolutely. Thanks, Hillary. It's so wonderful to be here. Um, I am a single mom of a three-year-old little girl. And we have such a great time together. <laughs> I feel you with the three-year-olds. Like it's so much fun and then yet so crazy at the same time. And time. exhausting. <laughs> and I, I go to bed about the same time that she does. <laughs> so yeah, um, we have a great time together. She's my, a big part of my world. And um, I also am very, very close with my parents and they also play a really big role in my daughter's life, um, watch her full time while I'm at work. So I'm very grateful to, you know, have that support. And uh, my whole family actually growing up was very close. Like we always got together weekly and had dinners and holidays. And so to me, family is just so important. There's nothing that replaces it. I'm with you and I'm feeling just a little jealous that you're living close to your family because we're so far away from oh. all of ours that I'm I'm so glad you have that blessing to have them live. Me too. Yeah. And you know what? I I I did live like 3000 miles away from my family for a very long time and so you know, I've learned over the years that you can create new family too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, friends really become you're an extension of your family. I think that um, people who come from, you know, a family that is not the greatest or closest, you know, it's okay. Like it doesn't have to mean that you don't have the support or the love, like you can always create it. And of course, God, you know, is the ultimate I love that you brought that up. We have some really dear friends that we've made here in Texas that have been like our stand-in aunts and uncles and grandmas because they just live so far away. And I'm just grateful we have those connections here because otherwise it would just be so hard. We all need each other so much. So absolutely. Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about your life coaching and how did you get started with where did this all begin for you? Oh man, that is such a, a big story. It's like my life story. Good, tell <laughs> it. Let's hear it. We love to hear it. Um, so I I grew up in a non-Christian family. My dad would consider himself Christian, but I wouldn't say has a personal relationship with Christ. <laughs> and my mom is actually Jewish, but is a non-practicing Jew. 
Um, and so, you know, growing up, I knew my parents loved me and supported me, but we never really had any conversations about self-worth and faith and, you know, that you don't, you don't have to prove yourself to be loved. Like you are loved for being you um, because, you know, God created us. He knew us before we were even in the womb. And um, so that sort of like foundation was never like talked about or, or brought up to me growing up. Um, I actually lost my virginity when I was 16 and was like the first girl in my pod of girls, my posse to lose it. And I was actually proud of that. And um, looking back on that now, it just saddens my heart because that's not something like you want to be proud of necessarily, you know, um, especially at 16. Um, and I went off to college and kind of li lived that like stereotypical college life of partying and drinking and getting around and um, I didn't know at the time the damage that it was causing to my spirit and my soul and I certainly wasn't conscious of like the root as to why I was participating in that behavior. Um, I just thought I was having a great time um, and it wasn't later until I was in my mid-20s and I really started diving deep into personal development and um, I, I um, actually hit rock bottom in my mid twenties where I remember so clearly just like having this moment of asking myself, like, who, who is this? Like, this is not me. Who, who is this person that's making these choices and doing these things? Because it's not me. And um, it was that moment where, when I reached out to a really close business colleague and friend of mine who it was and is Christian. And I asked her if I could go to church with her. I don't know like what caused me to ask, I, you know, like you never know, it's just God at work. And um, I went to a church service and I didn't know that she was the worship leader at the time. But like when I got to the service and like the second she started singing, I just started bawling. Like it was game over. <laughs> and I really truly believe it was God reaching out to me and pulling me in and just saying like you belong this is your love like this is where you belong and that Sunday like after that I went to church every Sunday I got baptized a few months later and I'd love to say that life was like happily ever after and I never made bad choices or you know fell into the same bad behavior patterns I can't you know it took me quite a few years after coming to Christ where I really, I, I, I moved from like a head space of knowing that God loved me to a heart space, believing like deep in my heart and my soul, God's love for me and like what that means and, um, who God see, like says I am and who he sees me as like, and, um, and so for me, like self-worth, I'm so passionate about it. I can talk about self-worth like for days. Um, <laughs> I think it's really, really important. It's the foundation for anything and everything in our life. Um, I think 
knowing not just in your head but in your heart like who you are and what your worth is and that you have value beyond comprehension from God who created you like it's just life-changing and so when I really like grasped onto that truth it radically changed my life um and I am just called to to speak out to women who you know are are who are waiting to step into their true worth who who God has called them to something that they have a purpose because we all do and um they just are needing to reclaim their worth and their value and um and get really clear on on their identity in Christ and like what that means so what are some lessons that you learned as you were going through all of this like how how did you kind of get to that point yeah that's a great question um I think the first biggest thing is that there's always a choice for a fresh start. Um, you know, you hear a lot of stories about how like someone came from a really bad background and then somehow they like turned it around and people are like, oh, they're so lucky or, you know, that's them, but they're the exception. You know, it's the truth of the matter is that like a fresh start is a choice. And that choice is offered to us at any day, like any time. God allows us to have a fresh start every hour if we choose. Um, and Thank so for goodness, because sometimes I, I need them every minute. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, we all, how did we I all screw need up it. again. Why am I yelling at this kid when I, I especially was going to do yeah. that five minutes ago? I know. Kids, kids really open your eyes to them, the need for grace and starting fresh. Um, but it's natural. I think it's normal. And God gives us grace to, to start fresh every day. Um, I think another really big lesson that I have come to is that kind of like what I've said before is that like your self-worth and your identity is the foundation for like fulfillment, joy, success in every area of your life, whether it's your intimate relationship, your marriage, your relationships with your family and your children, your career. Like if you don't know who you are and whose you are and your values and the type of person you want to be, it makes it, and the type of person you are, it makes it really hard to live from that space you know there's doubt there's insecurity there's you know do I deserve this am I good enough for this like if you every human being in the world if you boil down every single fear there's two basic fears and they are the fear of not being loved and the fear of not being good enough and those are like in essence identity and self-worth mm -hmm. it's an example of how we can get to know God on a deeper level is there a for way sure. this so, worked for you? Yeah, I, the first thing when I'm working with a client that I encourage them to do if they're Christian is to read through the book of Ephesians because in Ephesians, it talks a lot about who we are in God's eyes. And I encourage my, my clients and, and the audience here today to make a list of, of, 
any kind of like character defining scripture. And it obviously doesn't have to be just in Ephesians, but that's kind of where I have people start. And you post that list somewhere where you are gonna see it on a regular basis, whether it's like on the fridge or by your bedside table, anywhere where you're gonna see it. And you look at it every morning, every night, and you just speak it out loud over yourself. Um, a lot of people at first, they have a hard time or they can't even look at themselves in the mirror when saying it because they don't, they don't believe that they deserve it or that they are it. And so that definitely is, you know, it's the first step, but you don't have to believe it at first in order to do it. You start speaking it over yourself and it, it starts to become a truth and a reality. I think that's a great idea. I need to practice doing that myself. I think that even the act of searching for scriptures that are going to be helping us define our character and our self-worth would be even that part of the exercise is probably going to be amazing as well. That's so great. I love Absolutely. That. Yeah. And you know, that's something that you can do with your kids too, like mm -hmm. depending on age, but even if they're younger, like you can do it with your kids, like go through scripture and find pieces, even simple ones of just where it, it helps them understand who they are in the eyes of God. So one thing that I love about your story is that you take advantage of those fresh starts. I think a lot of people just get sucked into their, their, their and kind of like into a rut of the ways that they're in and they just don't think that they can ever start again. And I love that you have been taking advantage of that. Do you have some tips for the rest of us about how we can kind of have some fresh starts in our lives. And I mean, everybody has a different thing they need a fresh start on. I feel like I need a fresh start on eating more vegetables, like on a <laughs> weekly basis, yeah. you know, I just, you know, you get kind of lost in your, in your week. And then it's like, oh my goodness. Okay. Monday, we're having a big vegetable fest for dinner that night, because I've just kind of forgotten. And I don't know why it is. This is happening every week, but I yeah. think, I mean, and it doesn't have to be that it can be any fresh start, right? We, we all have things that we need to work on, but what are some tips you have on fresh starts? The first thing is just knowing that choices that we make and behaviors that we have, things that sins that we've done, like they don't define who we are. Like our worth doesn't lessen because of something that we've done wrong or if we've messed up, which should be a relief you know, like there's not anything you can say or do that will take away your value that God has given you. Um, so keeping that in the back of your mind, like I think one of the biggest ways to start fresh is to just stop telling yourself, you know, the story that's not empowering you over and over and over again. So a lot of people like they get stuck in the rut because they continue to tell themselves, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worth this, or I have so much fear that I can't do that. And the more you continue to tell yourself that, like the more you're going to believe it, and then the less likely you're going to try and get out of it, right? But the truth is that it's, it's, it's not like it's not truth. And it doesn't have to be your story if you don't want it to be. 
And so how can you change your story to start empowering you and to help you take the next step forward? So, you know, if you're somebody who deals with anxiety, you know, a lot of the time, you know, acknowledging it is like super important. Like you don't want to like say like, oh, like it's not there. It's not, doesn't matter. Like it does, it does matter. Like anxiety is, is tough. Like it's hard, but then what are you going to tell yourself after that? You know, God's got me. God has a plan for my life. It's a plan for good. It's a, a plan to prosper me. Like, I don't see the light necessarily at the end of the tunnel right now, but I know it's there. Like some, some story that's going to bring you hope that's going to keep you going. I love that. I love that. So that's, do you mind if we talk about a little bit how we can help our kids have some fresh starts? Like how can we help them have fresh starts with themselves and maybe also with each other? Because I know with our house with a lot of kids, there's a lot of opportunities for forgiveness and fresh starts with fighting kids all the time. So I'd love your take on that. Yeah, I think repentance for sure is like step number one. I think teaching our kids that we all make mistakes. We all do things wrong at times and God always forgives us like at that moment that we do it. Um, and that all we have to do is ask for his forgiveness and it's given to us. Um, I think that's so huge. And it's also an opportunity, you know, repentance is not just like saying, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I didn't mean it. It's saying like, I'm sorry. And I'm not going to do it again because I'm going to, I'm going to change directions now. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it differently. And so I think really like helping, helping your kids to understand that it's okay to like make mistakes. And after that, it's important to not only, you know, apologize and ask for forgiveness, but teach them what can you do instead? Like if they're fighting about, you know, a toy or screen time or who's going to sit in the front seat of the car it's like okay yes we yelled at each other and that wasn't so effective and we didn't really get the result that we wanted and everybody now feels worse what's something that we can do instead how how can we repent and change this behavior so it's more empowering to everybody like how can we use our voice in a way that is going to be from a place of love and more powerful. And also, I, I, again, it goes back to self-worth. I think it, it, it's so important. Kids, when they're little and as they grow and, you know, get older, especially teens, like they aren't at a place yet where they, they know their worth and value. They aren't really able to determine that on their own. And so I think it's so important for parents to just continue to speak into their into them and over them about their worth and who they are in God's eyes and that it doesn't matter what they do or say or what they look like or if they're getting bullied like they're important and they're loved so much more than any of us could ever conceptualize like it's it's amazing to think about God's love because we can't really truly express it fully because we don't really understand it fully. 
And I think when kids, especially teens, understand that that they're loved no matter what, that it's a, not a contingent love, that they're worthy, that they don't have to fit in all the time, that they don't have to compete or be as good as everybody else around them. Like there's kind of just like that sense of, of safety and, and relief that they can be who they are, who, are, who, they, who they were created to be. So I love that you're talking about how it comes down to self-confidence with the kids, because I see this in my family all day long. Like I, especially for some reason with my poor middle children, which most of my children are middle children when I have seven kids, like there's just a lot, yeah. of them, but, <laughs> but I see this so much when they're not feeling good about themselves. They put down their generally is more with the older siblings to the younger siblings. Like they put down right. the younger sibling, like you know, oh, a little, a little, just little snarky remarks, you know, like maybe one of them is playing a piano song and, you know, the younger one thinks that they're playing it really fast. And then the older one will just say something really snide. Like you're not playing that very fast, you know, just, just to kind of, with the attitude. Oh, totally. (laughs) Just get them all stirred up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This, This even happened today. And we just had a family night last night where we had a little lesson about we printed these little things. I don't know if you've ever heard of Enoch studies, but they, they're like an online Sunday school thing for kids. And so we print off the lesson every week since we don't really have in-person Sunday school right now. We're trying to right. like do it on our own, right? So there's this little figure. There is the Satan and then there's, and we put it like on a popsicle stick, you know, you print it off and we put it on a popsicle. There's this, it was like the angel and the devil's like the, on your shoulders, you know, the Satan stick and then the the Jesus little picture on the stick. And so, you know, we went through all the things. Okay, if you are mean to your sister, which one are you being? So I got them out during the whole piano squabble. And I'm like, okay, which one are you being? Like, who are you being more like, you know? But I said, maybe when you're being mean, you're being like this, but what can we do to change this? Who can you become like this? Who can you shift over? So I totally feel like I'm like my light bulbs are going off. Oh, that's what exactly what we were doing, right? When you're shifting over to repentance, shifting over yeah. to going towards the light and let's not stay in the dark. Let's put that behind us. Let's have this fresh start. Adding on to like what you said, like, especially for teens, like it's, it's so important for us to help teenagers understand kind of why they're feeling the way that yeah. they're feeling. And I need especially to go deeper in, on that with them. That's where I need a little more help from you. Yes, for sure. <laughs> especially in this day and age, you know, like I, my cousin is 16 and I don't think I've ever seen anybody so stuck in image, like in their image and needing to like, he, he essentially, he's afraid that he's not good enough. Right. So he's trying to wear all the fashionable oh, stuff. Yeah. And, and be like, do what his friends are doing and, and, and match them. And I, I think if he knew like who he was at his core, like if I, if he knew his worth and value that he didn't need to equal or match his friends in order to be good enough, like, like imagine what that would like, how that would change his behavior, you know? So I think it's so important to to help our kids understand not just like how to shift, 
but to get, like you said, go deeper and to understand, okay, like, yeah, that wasn't the most like empowering and positive way to interact. <laughs> I feel like empower that gives you like, it's such a reaction of the way that you're making someone else feel like, are you really building them up or are you tearing them down? Are you empowering them? Or are you squashing them? You know, I love that. And how, how is it affecting you? Like when you tear someone else down, is that empowering you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, you know, in the moment it may feel good, but I think after the fact, if you know that you've said those things and you know, like, I think kids know, like, yeah, I said that. And it probably wasn't the right thing to say. Like most kids would know that. And mm-hmm. then they probably don't feel good about it. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to, you know, help, help our kids to understand, you know, like, why did I say that? What, what was the root of that? What, you know, what triggered me to, to, to react like that was, did something else happen, you know, earlier, or did I have a bad day or, you know, whatever the case may be and really like getting to the bottom of it and then, and then saying, okay, and helping them brainstorm. Cause it's good for them to think of it themselves too. Like what, how, like, what would be a better way of communicating this or do I, does it even need to be communicated? You know, like, is it better that I, I, I don't communicate it? Um, Please stop communicating that. Yes, I have yeah. one that's like that. You are over communicating. Just zip it. That and then true. I think like coming full circle too, like, it's like, if, if, if we mess up or we say something wrong, like also understanding that like, it's okay. Like we could, we're, we're going to be forgiven. We have a fresh start. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's important for all of us to learn and to probably be teaching over and over and over when they're as young as possible so that when they're older and making bigger mistakes, they know they can still overcome those things. Right. Right. I love that. Hopefully not super big ones, but you know, let's just keep, let's keep practicing repentance. It will make life so much easier as we go along. Mm -hmm. For me, like right now, one of the things that I am trying to make a habit is just Every morning when I wake up, I'm still like groggy eyed because I'm like, I don't want to wake up at 6.30. And like the first thing I do is I just like, oh God, hey, like, and it doesn't even have to be something super deep or, or some, you know, really like spiritual like conversation. It's just kind of like putting God at the front of my mind and just saying, yeah. hey, like, how's it going? And I do the same thing at night when I go to bed, just, you know thanks God for the day, like keeping the relationship going type of thing. I think another way that you can really like deepen your relationship with Christ is to really like invest your time in, in those relationships, whether it be, you know, with your family or friends or even somebody new, whether it be, you know, like a coworker, or, or someone at church that you don't know very well, like just making the time to make them, you know, feel important and growing the relationship and showing that you care and, and that, you know, they're loved and that they are worthy and, you know, everything. I that love that. Doing. That makes a lot of sense to me because like you hear, I mean, you read in the scripture, charity is the pure love of Christ. So if Christ was here, he would be 
dealing in relationships, right? That's what you see the whole time through the New Testament. And so he's always just building these relationships with the different people that he is working with. So that makes sense that that would be us investing time in our relationships and deepening those connections that we would really be acting as he is acting. So we would be naturally growing closer to him. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think like it, not only, not only like, are you, you know, shining his light through you to others, but like, whenever you help somebody, you, you help yourself, you know, you, you learn a lesson or you see a new side of yourself or, or you, you see a new, you know, a new side of God, like whatever the case may be, like whenever you come from a place of giving, you know, and, and, you know, genuine giving, not to like get anything in return. Like mm-hmm. you, you always are benefited. Mm-hmm. Always. I love that. And I think that that is something that is probably one reason why we're supposed to have families on this earth, <laughs> because having kids, being a mom really puts you in perspective of that a lot more for me, at least more than any other role I've ever been in, because when you have babies and kids, it's never going to be fully reciprocal, maybe until you're old and they're caring for you when you're really sick and old, but yeah, and that's it amazing. is just a constant big and big and I mean, big and big give and give and give. Right. And so yeah. you have to learn how to give that selfless, that selfless love. So I think that that's really, really cool that you mentioned that change can bring so many good things, like greater things. And you just, you never know until you, you know, let it happen. And you- Let's tell everybody where they can find you so that you can share even more because you have so many great things to talk about and and teach us. The easiest way would be through email. Okay. Um, My email is Carriger Life Coaching. That's C-A-R-R-I-G-E-R Life Coaching at gmail.com. Um. I do offer any potential new client a free 45 minute session if they're interested in, you know, experiencing what it's like to work with a life coach. And I'm happy to, you know, answer any questions or talk to anybody who has any thoughts or comments or whatever. Awesome. That's so great. Well, and I think it's so nice that you give them a chance to kind of feel it out because I think just that first visit is makes people a little bit nervous at first. So I think that that's great. It's like no pressure. You can just kind of get to know them and feel it all out. So I think that's really great. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? No, I just want to thank you for having me here. I, you've given me the opportunity to talk about some things that I'm so passionate about. And um, just for everybody that's listening I just like my prayer for for everyone is is that to know deep in your heart that you matter you're important you have an amazing worth that has been given to you by you know our heavenly father and there isn't anything or anyone that can take that worth away um which is such a blessing. I mean, there's no words to describe that. So love it. That's perfect. Do you have a few minutes for three helpful and happy questions? 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. These so, are so fun. <laughs> good. I love to share these because this ties our podcast into the Helping of Happiness blog, which covers food, travel, and homemaking hacks. So this way you're kind of teaching us a few things and we get to know you in a totally different way, which is kind of fine. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I fun. love Sorry. traveling. Traveling okay. is like one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, we are soul sisters because I love it. And that's maybe been the hardest thing for me about COVID is that I always feel like I have to have a trip that I'm looking forward to. And every time I go to make t- plans for another trip, I've just like this pit in my stomach that oh I know it's not the time. So but let's let's go ahead and start with the trip question since we're talking travel anyway. What's the best trip you've ever gone on or a dream vacation? Oh man, I think every trip I've been on has been in the <laughs> Um like what so, is your favorite child? How do you pick that? We love all of our trips. Yeah, exactly. I um can I say two? Of course, <laughs> of course. They're kind of like on opposite ends of the spectrum. So <clears throat> one of my favorite trips, I spent three months in South America backpacking oh from Ecuador to Peru. And I had the time of my life. I am I'm such a like free person at in spirit I I just I love being able to wake up and do whatever I want whenever I want so that that trip was so amazing I you know you stay in hostels and you meet people from all over the world and you guys cook together and you sit down and just really it was just nothing can ever replace that and those memories just you know I think it really showed me that like most important thing is people and like making memories together and spending that quality time together and and it can be with a stranger like who would have thought you know and then on the opposite end of the spectrum I went to uh I took my mom one Christmas to Greece um and it was like an all-inclusive stay in Greece and on an on on one of the islands and oh my goodness oh man it was just the food was amazing and the water I've never seen such a color blue before in my entire life and um just gorgeous yeah oh, I stayed in a really so hotel deep. so yeah I think those two probably those are good ones yeah I agree all of your trips are amazing <laughs> those are that's so, so good okay so let's go to food what's your favorite food or meal oh man I think pasta is a carb. I mean, sorry, is a staple. <laughs> pasta is a carb. I love carbs. I think it is a carb too. And it's a really yeah. yummy carb and I love it. Um, pesto pasta especially is a staple Ooh. for me. Yeah, I, and I love, I don't know, I just, I love all kinds of food. I love Indian food. I love mm. pot stickers. Pot stickers is like a easy, like quick dinner that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, That's been a staple for me this week I've been on like a pot sticker kick which is why I needed to go and start eating some more vegetables because the only like I got cabbage in the cabbage I know and my stomach you're getting vegetables don't worry (laughs) (laughs) it counts it counts man I love those things yeah I know they're so good I don't keep them around a ton because I just love them so much and I'm happy just eating pot stickers but they probably need more food groups and pot stickers but they're so good yeah probably (laughs) it's all right (laughs) okay last one do you have a homemaking hack for us um uh, so I work full-time and I also 
run my business and as a single mom. So like cooking is like the last thing like I want to do when I come home at night. So I think one of the biggest hacks is that I do is I just, uh, I make enough for lunch so I don't have to make lunch in the morning. Just pop it in a Tupperware and keep it in the fridge. And every morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I have lunch made already. That is such a good tip. I think providing yourself leftovers when you know you're a leftover person and like leftovers. I love leftovers because it's like, oh man, I get like a good meal again tomorrow and I don't have to just eat PB&J or something when I'm on the fly. That, yeah. That is so, that's a great And it keeps there. me from spending money from eating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I can it's grab it easily huge. from the fridge as I'm like mm-hmm. on the way out of the door, like, cool. I just saved $10. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you don't have to feel like, oh man, do I eat out? Should I make something? It's just solved for you. So you don't even have to worry yeah, about it. Exactly. Love that. Well, This has been so much fun to get to know you, Jessica, and to feel the fire of your faith. I just think that you're incredible and just such a beautiful person. And I just really appreciate the time that you are spending teaching all the rest of us how to see the beauty in ourselves. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. If you're interested in, in that Sunday school program that I was talking about, Enoch Studies, where um, they provide a little packet for you every week that gives you Sunday school to do at home with your kids. Go over to enixstudies.com and I have a promo code for you for 30% off. So just type in happy, H-A-P-P-Y, three zero exclamation point at the checkout. So that's happy, three zero exclamation point to be able to get 30% off of Enix Studies. It's so great. I love it. You can even just pay by the packet. If you see a packet or a coloring kit or something that she's offering that you want, but you don't want it every single week, she has that. It's just fantastic. My kids have loved it and it's made it so easy for me to teach my kids when we have our family night every Monday night. And it goes right along with our scripture reading that we're doing. So have a really great week. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you go and head to Apple Podcasts. And we'd love it if you would rate and review and subscribe to the podcast.